Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. Today, we continue our interview with Kuhn de Smet. Kuhn is a director in a major consulting firm and specialized in treasury transformation projects. TMS, Treasury Management System, is often considered as the core system in treasury and ensures all the main functions a treasury department may need. But what about the other systems, more specialized for specific needs, for instance? Today, we can say that there are as many systems out there as treasury functions. In this episode, we cover all those. Expect to learn what a payment hub is, and what a trading platform can be used for, or why a company could use a cash flow forecasting tool, especially nowadays, and much more. Kuhn also takes the time to explain how all those systems are interconnected and need to be properly set up in order to function properly. Last but not least, Kuhn explains what a best-in-class treasury department should look like, according to him. And his take is quite interesting, since systems are actually only enablers. People are in the center of it. But we'll let you discover this in the episode. Before getting into it, some flash informations. We published an ebook. If you were dreaming of finding a book explaining the ABCs of corporate treasury, well, do not search anymore. We got you covered. Head to the link in the description to download it. And the best part, it is completely free. Last but not least, if you like the podcast or if you want to support us, or if you do not want to miss any of the episodes in the future, or all of the above, subscribe to the podcast. Oh, and you can, of course, give us a good rating in the meantime. That makes Usam and I very, very happy. Of course, it also helps the podcast to be found more easily by other treasury aficionados. So it will mean more people in the community. With all that being said, please welcome Kuhn the Smith. What are the so the different types of systems we can find in the treasury landscape typically? So not talking about the ERP anymore, but really treasury functions. The functions of the treasury management system or the systems themselves? So the different systems. We're gonna I would like to make a, a little dive in the treasury management system a little bit down for the episode, sure. but still remaining high level. What are the because we can imagine there are as many systems as functions in treasury now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have the MS industry, we'll cover this one. What are the other ones or the systems we can find? Sure. So we, we spoke about the treasury management system, which mm -hmm. I'm always calling the, the kind of core treasury system or solution. So okay. um, that is kind of basically the backbone almost as you will, or the radar center behind your treasury uh, mm -hmm. team. Then you have some, uh, let's say, applications that um, interact with typically interact with your treasury management system, but also with other tools in the organization, which, which we could call specialist applications okay. a big one within that is a payment factory solution also sometimes called the bank connectivity hub um, um, which is basically a bank agnostic or multi-bank uh, mm -hmm. platform that has as a main function to process payments and to uh, retrieve um, account information so bank statements mm -hmm. being at end of day intraday and uh, kind of distributing that to the relevant system. So that is, I think, two core applications within what we see in many treasury functions that that, that have those uh, uh, tools. Okay. Sometimes they're part of one solution. Sometimes there are two separate solutions. That was going to be my question, because yeah. you mentioned it when describing the functions of the TMS. You especially talked about this 
um, retrieving the information from the bank account. But now, so the payment app does that what, in a more efficient manner, more streamlined. Yeah, Treasury management systems have basic functionality, basically to always, um, you know, visualize that information, right, in a cash mm -hmm. position worksheet or 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 what have you. Yeah. Um, and they somehow also have the necessary bank connectivity to, you know, even do payments and retrieve bank um, bank statement information. But um, uh, and some have really advanced functions within that. Uh, but we see also a lot of specialist uh, players there in that domain that offer mm -hmm. just. A, distinct solution okay. to do that and that solution then also and that's an important nuance operates and processes company-wide payments such as again our ap payroll mm -hmm. so large volumes of transactions that are all channeled through a single solution to the banks okay so it's not only the treasury transactions anymore but operating the hawk so do, this payment hub will be linked also to the erp you mentioned earlier that is using yeah. Which is API. ERP or ERPs or other, let's say, source solutions that produce payments. Think about, you know, typical payroll um, solutions such as, uh, um, yeah, there's many out there. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, but also, for example, uh, TNL, uh, um, defense tools, uh, for okay. example. Uh, would also produce payments to reimburse the employees and all those things. So there's okay. many, um, um, yeah, kind of interfacing tools okay. um, with a payment factory or bank connectivity hub. And then you have all sorts of other specialist treasury tools okay. that are uh, sometimes called satellite app, satellite applications, surrounding applications mm -hmm. that are basically each have their own purpose. Um, and if you want, I can name a few. Uh, it's yeah, domain, maybe not name of systems, but indeed domain. So in my mind, because we had an interview with the amazing Ellen Lowers uh, on this podcast, who talked about trade finance, and I imagine there will be trade finance specialized tools, for instance. Um, what's, what else will be out there? Yeah, so indeed trade finance, uh, again, multi-bank platforms uh, there, mm -hmm. but also trade execution platforms. Okay. Um, so you, if you, again, thinking about the beginning of our uh, conversations, you have... Um, a fix uh, foreign exchange hedges uh, yeah. that you're doing you basically need to do them in the market right mm -hmm. uh, and typically those are done over the counter that means directly with a, a bank yes uh, and uh, most corporations again 30 years ago that would have been done over the phone now that mm -hmm. is done uh, in a platform where you basically ask a price for your trade to multiple banks and that is done in a trade execution platform Awesome. So this trade execution platform will be linked to a numerous amount of banks. You yes. ask for a quote and all the banks bid for this specific quote. Is exactly. the process fully automated then on the bank side as well? Or is it only for the corporate? It, it is. So um, what you would see um, that indeed most, almost all big banks are, are signed up to those platforms. Okay. And um, they also have their, let's say, machines linked to those platforms so that uh, mm -hmm liquid trades plain vanilla trades just basically get priced automatically okay. whereas uh very distinct trades for example in exotic currencies or large amounts would then be rule based uh be routed to a trader that will have to price it at the bank itself okay. also so, that's, the, yeah, sorry, right. so the advantage of this tool will be to again as for the tms a little bit eliminate the manual potentially highly risked 
workloads because you, I mean, human can make errors where machines tend to do a little bit less, not zero, but less. So here again, the, the objective is to get off this over-the-counter aspect and more just automate the, 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 the the trades will still be done over the counter. That's just the nature of way they, the way they are executed. But it's more indeed okay. the, the the fact that you do it all in a platform. Um, okay. So imagine you're you're doing ten FX trades per day. Uh, mm -hmm. Some corporations hundred. If you do that over the phone uh, with your trader at the bank, the the risk <laughs> of making an, an an issue or an error or misunderstanding each other in terms of the price is very high, right? So. <laughs> Never understood those pairs, currencies, rates, and uh, numbers, yeah. but yeah, okay, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's a few, yeah, other platforms, eh? confirmation platforms to confirm those same trades, market data okay. providers, and so forth and so forth. So there's a whole suite of applications, and, and that's what I wanted to kind of mention on this one as well, is that uh, in the past, treasury management systems would try to uh, have a very broad scope and try to almost get everything in one solution. Now we are seeing a trend towards uh, trying to exploit the strengths of solutions. So basically, okay. uh, focus on what you're good at uh, and interface rather work on an, a seamless interface with a specialist solution that is also focusing on what they're good at. Interesting. And so that would also mean more, as you call them, satellite uh, assistant applications. So you multiply the cost as well, I imagine, because, I mean, as good as people in Treasury may be, uh, they do not do things for free, right? So if you install all those satellite applications, the cost is higher, but it's still more interesting than having human people do it or having there, a, a process. There, there is a cost indeed associated to that. Uh, and it's again all about, you know, uh, cost benefits, eh? um, where you, you know, what is your need? There's a, mm -hmm. a number of, let's say, basic essentials. So everybody will want to have market data in the system, right? Or you cannot account for your trades. Um, and, and typically, those are not also at the highest cost, I would say. Uh, but okay. every corporation needs to make the benefits case uh, or business case uh, themselves, of course, for um, for for yeah, going for for a solution or not. Okay. And so again, going back to what you said earlier. It will depend on the complexity. If you do one trade per week uh, for an exchange, I mean, so that would just be one of those platforms you just talked about. It's maybe not worth to implement a digital platform, but if you do 100 per day, then it becomes relevant. Whereas, I don't know, your bank account management tool might be less relevant because you don't have that many whatsoever. Yeah. Um, throughout the systems, I, I feel that there is a lot of interactivity, interdependency between the different systems. The, FX trading platforms need to capture correctly the exposure, right? That is consolidated into the TMS. <clears throat> the um, AP and AR that are in the ERP are linked to the TMS and so on. How is this whole landscape integrated between each other? Is it a, yeah, a direct connection? How, how does it work? Yeah, so the let's say in the middle, you have your treasury management system, right? Uh, mm -hmm. That is uh, getting uh, interfaces, again, depends on the need to those other solutions. Okay. And those are uh, typically not standalone solutions. And again, it depends on the need, right? You could have a solution, let's say, to capture a money market fund transaction, but mm -hmm. you only do a handful per month, then you probably don't need an interface. You could do it manually. Okay. But if you have that done daily uh, and high frequency, you, you probably would require an interface to do it efficiently or somebody essentially needs to key over data from system to system every day. 
So again, that depends on the need, but what we see is that th those solutions are uh, normally interfaced um, uh, with each other using various technologies, yeah. Okay, very interesting. We covered most of the functionalities of the TMS, I feel. Um, what, what we like to ask with Sam uh, on this podcast is, uh, what makes a successful blah, blah, blah. I feel what makes a successful TMS isn't really relevant, but can you walk us through what would a best-in-class treasury department look like, or in terms of TMS and payment hub, because those are the two main you mentioned, what does it look like? Like a TMS that will execute all the treasury functions completely linked to the other interfaces and applications you may have, the payment hub taking care of all the payments, completely running right here and making assumptions. But what does it look like in a best-in-class yeah. treasury so to me, best in class, um, there is no single rule for that to say okay. this is best in class. Uh, first of all, um, I think what it should do is, is you know, as I mentioned, the treasury um, team is typically a lean team, right? Um, mm -hmm. So that means a highly qualified people. Uh, typically, what what I think would be then a pity is that the last vast majority of your team or people are spending. 90% of their time to, to kind of process 90% of the trans transactions and only have 10% of their time available or no percent of their time available to analyze data, to optimize strategies, uh, to provide values, value insights for the organization. So I think it, it is, um, in fact, people should only spend 10% of their time on 90% of the transactions, 90% mm -hmm. of their time on 10% plus the value add function that a treasury should have. Yeah. That I think is, is the right balance um, um, to find. Um, and of course there is, you know, complexities that are, that are always divert, divert a bit from, you know, this kind of a rule, not scientifically under, uh, I would say underpinned, but it mm -hmm. is more like an evaluation that a company should make, right? Is my team of 10 people purely tra processing transactions because my processes are not automated uh, requires a lot of manual intervention mm. then you would probably are not best in class for your organization then something can be done to optimize mm. this and people could be freed up to do other uh, other things um, that are let's say more value add awesome that's so that's fascinating I, it can't I can't stop myself from thinking about the conversation we have with Mike and it's really it's interesting that Talking about TMS, it comes back to people. Uh, what the best in class, or however we may call it, treasury department look like is when people actually focus on bringing value because the systems do the repetitive um, task for them. Super interesting. Anything else uh, you would like to mention about TMS? I have a little uh, last section I would like to touch upon, but anything else we forgot to touch upon and that may be relevant for the treasury management system payment hub? I, I think we didn't mention Cash flow forecasting, I imagine there will be some uh, tools for that as well. It's one of the main functions. Yeah, that's really been an interesting one to, to indeed uh, finalize this section. There's cash flow forecasting, um, which is, uh, if you look at what is on top of mind of treasures for mm -hmm. the past five, 10 years, you would always okay. see cash flow forecasting in the top three. Okay. And of course, that has spikes when crises are around the corner or wherever we are in a crisis, for example, 2008. COVID-19, and now recently, you know, luring recession, let's say, uh, people are again trying to, you know, uh, are looking into cash flow forecasting because 
strangely enough, uh, not a lot of corporate treasuries are doing this well. While you know, cash is basically uh, what uh, is you know one of the key elements of, of a treasury management system or team, I would say, yeah. or processes. So indeed, for cash flow forecasting, um, there is also specialist applications. A lot of corporations are still doing it in Excel, and the reason mm -hmm. for that is that you know cash flow forecasting will require data not only that is residing in your treasury management system but also mm -hmm. from other applications in the organizations plus will require manual input from you know business teams uh, within the organization and that's yeah. why a, a cash flow forecasting tool is often a separate tool that is then also interfacing data from large amounts of data from erps mm -hmm. that are not really meant to be in a treasury management system for example there's no value in capturing all your accounts receivables accounts payables that basically are required for cash flow forecasting in a treasury management system therefore they are separate and they also are you know more focused on you know um, dashboarding uh, and bi tool applications awesome i would imagine that again TMS could ensure the basic function of cash flow forecasting, but as soon as you want some more detailed, more integrated, uh, more precise tool, you need to go for a specialized. Uh, yeah, and some and some treasury management systems do it quite well. Um, okay. My only point is, is, is the treasury management system the right tool to pull in all this data um, mm -hmm. that kind of give you the insights that you want in a cash flow forecasting solution? Okay.